Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort, a SoCon podcast where we talk all things Southern Comfort sports. Your host, Cole Spivey, here, as always, with Will Fleming. Will, you want to say what's up to the people? Greetings. Hello. As you can see, I'm happier. One team won and one team lost. Uh, and we'll get into that in the future. Uh, but uh, happy I'm here and uh, I'm excited for another week of SoCon podcast. I, I almost said the same thing. I was like, I'm not saying this was as much energy as I had last week. <laughs> um, man, let's jump into recapping these games from last week. First one to talk about um, Thursday night. You know, I was, I was sitting at a bar and I was about to say, hey, we turn on the Big Ten Network. And then I checked the score and I was like, ah, I'm just going to hold that one. Um, 31 nothing Illinois over Chattanooga. Um, Hutchinson was 6 of 8, uh, 6 of 18 with two picks, man. That's not a good showing. No, uh, Chattanooga did not look good. I think the most surprising thing for me was they just didn't score. That, that was kind of crazy to me. I, I expected Chattanooga to – I mean, obviously, we expected Chattanooga to put up a great game. Um, but 502 yards allowed, only getting 142 yards in total on the Fighting Illini. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those games – You know, it's hard to talk about those Power 5 games, you know, but um, – if you're Chattanooga, you still want to take something positive out of that, you know. But um, it's hard to it's hard to talk about it just because of the the difference in talent. But um, yeah, I, I was I was I was not very impressed, and they lost me some money. So that's the last time I ever I, sh- I should have known. I never been on the C word team, but I I did last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna throw something out there actually. You know, regardless of maybe talent and competition, is this the worst um, non conference showing from a SoCon team this year? I mean, you know, you, you might you might put Wofford out there possibly, but other than Wofford, you know. Uh, I mean, VMI last weekend against Cornell, yeah. but they, at least they scored. I mean, yeah. they kept it close. Um, Wofford looked better against Virginia Tech than Chattanooga did against Illinois. They did, and Sanford and Tennessee Tech should never have been that close. Um, I mean, Furman yeah, looked better I mean, against Clemson. Yeah, and I would even say, well, you know, Elon and Wofford's a rough game, <laughs> but – uh, it, it was up there and and, and not the best uh, and not the best showings for sure. And I mean, Western looked better against Georgia Tech, which Georgia Tech mm-hmm. just fired their head coach. So you yeah, know, there's an asterisk there as well. Um, we speak. We just mentioned Furman. Let's roll to that game. Furman 24 at Charleston Southern 19. Um, Furman benches Tyler Huff. Um, I mean, you survive, survive in advance. You win the game. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, kind of a trap game maybe coming off that road trip to Johnson City. You're going across the state. Could see it being that. I mean, I think everyone was surprised by the score that Furman had five. I think they had five turnovers in total. Not uh, Furman, just the game. I think they had three in the first quarter, and uh, Charles and Southern had three in the first, uh, two in the first quarter. So there's five turnovers in the first score uh, in total. Um, weird, sloppy game. Um, looked like he was benched, then came back in the game. Then Tyler Huff got hurt in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Um, then Jace Williams, oh Jace Wilson, came back, uh, uh, kind of was waiting i think i mean he he obviously wasn't the guy um that they wanted him to be last year or else they wouldn't have brought in huff um weird game for Furman overall did you get to watch much of it i turned it on briefly um you won the game i think that's all there is there to talk about really for Furman. i agree but it's one of those scenes where thank god they won because if they lose that game that's one of those scenes that the committee's not too happy about uh, if they lose that game, I'm gonna, I'd have been pissed. To lose to Charleston's other team, you know, I want to just bring up the disparity there. Western, while we allowed more than 19, you know, we we kind of had almost double Furman's score. 
Yeah. There's definitely and also we'll say, I mean, the, the differential in, in conferences too, that weren't they picked second or third in the conference preseason, Cole? Bingo. Yeah, and I mean, Charleston Southern, I think that's the best they've looked all year too. Um, and they're a team that's, I believe they're 0-4 now. So you got to think each week if they're going to stay together as a unit, they've got yep. to start getting closer no matter who they're playing or, or they're just going to fall apart at the seams. Um, speaking of a team that's, you know, trying to get back together and maybe more together as a unit, um, let's roll to the Bucks, man. ETSU 45 at Robert Morris 3. Sailors went crazy. Um, I want to say your backup quarterback did throw two picks. Um, you know, maybe if Rydell's in the game, is he throwing those picks? Uh, yeah, um, I was a little curious as to why our, our backup our backup backup didn't play. Um, Brandon May, we got him from Eastern Michigan, I believe. Um, teammate of um, one of the quarterbacks, I can't think of his name. Um, anyway, Hutchison, right? Yes, yeah, Hutchison at, at UTC. Um, really good get back game for ETSU. It was one of those where it's a confidence booster. Okay, uh, I did did not expect it to be the blowout it was. Robert Morris hasn't had horrible showings the entire year. Robert Morris only lost to Miami of Ohio by seventeen points, and that's you know that, that's their money game. Um, I think we just <laughs> blew them out of the water in the second quarter. They just didn't know what to do. Um, it's a huge game reach issue, a huge way to show what our offense can do. Uh, I think it was big for every single person on the team, not just offensively, but defensively, special teams. Everything was clicking. Um, and thank God we only played our starters the first half because I think we would have put up some Western Carolina and Presbyterian numbers, honestly. Um, 42 nothing at halftime. Uh, Bryson Irby looked good. He was our, he's our backup running back. Good to see him get in the end zone. Second uh, career touchdown. Jacob Sailors looked great. Um, and honestly, Tyler Rydell did not. He didn't He didn't look too bad. 7-12 passing. He had to throw the ball too much. But a nice long ball over the top to Nash Carter, uh, our, our new transfer uh, from Savannah State. But um, happy, happy for the Bucks. Uh, I I hate I hate when we don't uh, have a zero defensively. But um, I mean, we can put that forty-five to three in asterisks because it really could have been, I don't know, man, seventy nothing. You know. Yeah, and I think the forty-five um, is good for you because it shows, you know, you pulled you pulled the brakes off a little bit. You know, Western when we played um, Charleston Southern, you know, we scored fifty-two, but that was fifty-two because we had to play our starters. Yep. game because we kind of let him back in in the second half. Um, you really kept Robert Morris out of the game. And, you know, to compare it to the Presbyterian game last week where Western put up 77, um, you're looking at that where we really didn't pull starters because we didn't have our starter. Um, so it was a strange game as well. But, you know, it's one of those once you kind of third quarter-ish and you realize you've won the game, you just kind of slow down. And it's good that they can slow down and only allow three points. Um on our list, we're going to save this one for last year. So we're going to move to um, Wofford, 22, at Kennesaw State. I called that upset earlier in the week, man, and uh, missed field goal and then two-point conversion kind of with about six minutes left. Um, yep. Wirick was uh, – I think I mistyped that. I think he threw the ball like 30 sometimes almost. I, he, was, I, he was 25 of 39, but he had 358 yards in the air, Cole. Um, one touchdown, two picks. Yeah, uh, is that the most Wofford has thrown the ball in a millennia? I think that may be the most passing Wofford game, probably since I've ever been alive for sure. Um, wild, wild game. Um, Kennesaw State's not good. I think we can agree on that. Um, I'm very surprised. And my question to you: Does this make the Sanford win less special against Kennesaw State? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of that in there. You know, if ETSU had gone up and lost to Robert Morris, does that mean the Citadel game is like completely irrelevant? And same with the Furman. You're right. Um, it's it's really a week to week thing. Um, I think Lawford O line help would make a, a tremendous difference for this team. Um, Weirick is a senior who I feel like wasn't necessarily brought in to throw the ball as much. Yep. Um, but I think Walford's starting to figure it out, man. I don't want to say. I turn, think they are too. I don't want to say turn a corner or f- be in the light at the end of the tunnel, but like they might start be getting out of the, the pitch black and, you know, maybe they can see their hands in front of their face now. I think they're close, but I'm also scared because they have to play against Mercer next week. And we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, I was impressed. You know, I, I saw Wyrick, he threw a pick six, great play defensively guy, broke on the ball, ran it back all the way. Uh, but, dude, Wofford, man, you miss a field goal, you miss a two-point version, you you win the game if you make that. And that's tough. But I think it's good to see Wofford actually continuing on there. I mean, they're they're getting in these games. And you know how it is as a player. When you when you lose the first two games and you didn't score a single touchdown, you scored one touchdown the whole year going into game four, it's hard to get up for those games. So kudos to Wofford. And, and for their own sake, I hope, I hope they're figuring stuff out down at Spartanburg. Yeah, and then you mentioned it. They missed a, a field goal, two-point conversion, had an extra point. Um, their first touchdown, they missed the first extra point. And then they ended up having to go for that two-point conversion opposed to taking another extra point. Mm-hmm. And that's the margins that define football games. Um, yep. You also mentioned they're playing Mercer next week. Um, Mercer, 45, at Gardner-Webb, 14. Um, is Mercer the team to beat in the SoCon? I would say they are, at least after this week. Um, a Gardner Webb team with, as they, they talk about in basketball a lot in the tournament seedings, good losses, Gardner Webb team. Um, <laughs> Mercer's quarterback 15 and 23 with three touchdowns. Uh, Mercer looked good, man. You know, I, as far as are they the best team in the conference, I don't know if they are. I think Chattanooga is defensively and maybe even offensively the most talented, um, for sure defensively. I think we can all agree on that. I will say, I do I think Mercer's the most confident 100%. Without a doubt. I mean, everything's clicking. They've won every single game, as of, of course, against Auburn, they, you know. But, I mean, 63 points on Morehead State. They, they put 16 on Auburn. or uh, Yeah, and, you know, set, only 70 on the state, but put 45 points up last week against Gardner-Webb, going to the Wofford game when who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, they, they could score 100 or, or Wofford could continue to show up. Um, I think they have the best quarterback and wide receiver duo, for sure. Um, I mean, what is it? Uh Ty James. I mean, he's he's an absolute animal. He's he's putting up incredible numbers um, against Citadel. He had seven receptions, 138 yards. First game of the year, five receptions, 192 yards. He already has five touchdowns in the year. I'm not sure what he did last week, uh, but um, they're explosive and and they're playing with a lot of confidence. And then you can't forget about Devon Harper. I mean, he's he's incredible as well. Two receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's um, the guy's special. Yeah. Um... I, I think Mercer's a team to beat, man. And, and they're without a all-conference Walter Payton caliber running back. Yep. That is, you know, an asterisk there as well that would have been a – And, Cole, real quick, I did misspeak. Actually, Devron Harper led the team in rushes and receptions last week. He had eight receptions, 109 yards, two touchdowns, two rushes for 66, uh, 64 yards with a touchdown. My fault. He's, he's, he's an all-everything all, all guy. Yeah, I mean – Guys like that win you conferences. Um, Quay Holmes is immediately where my thoughts go there with all everything guy. 
when you need him. You know, he runs a kickback. He finds a way in the end zone. He tells you you're going for two points and you're beating Kennesaw State. Um, <laughs> guys like that define seasons. Um, last game that was played last week. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let me go ahead and enter this. Take it away, Will. Western Carolina at Sanford. Western Carolina at Sanford because we are not using W's until Western Carolina lends another game. LCU 12, Sanford 35. Cole, what do you want to talk about this game since LCU was 0 of 6 in the red zone with two touchdowns? Oh, wait, wait. Six in the red zone. How many field goals did you kick, Cole? Oh, like four, man. <laughs> Or how many touchdowns did y'all score? None. Okay. Um, what happened? Um, I, I don't know. My notes there, it says that I don't want to talk about this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 12, so you go three, six, nine. You, you kick four field goals in the red zone. You go 0 of 6 for touchdowns in the red zone with two picks and two turnovers on downs. Um I, Carlos, man, is coming back off of that shoulder injury at Georgia Tech. There was twice in the red zone where two weeks ago against Georgia Tech even, he's knocking some dude to the ground and getting in the end zone. Um, I'm going to give props to the Sanford defense, man, because there were several times where we needed three feet, and they just stopped us. They met us at the line of scrimmage, blew up our O-line, and got to the running back or got to the quarterback. Um, uh Coach Bell says the worst game he's ever coached. Um, all around, it was frustrating. We beat this team, man. More yards, more first downs. I, you tell me a team that's 500 yards of all. You're winning the game. It's just – I my my suggestion is if we get in the red zone, um, the first first and goal, Carlos just drops back and takes a knee about 15 yards yep. out, and then yep. we just run 30-yard plays. Um, it's something that we had an issue with last year. And I think this is the first, you know, real chink in our armor that we've seen. If you call yourself a high power or high score in offense and, you know, you, you get to the red zone six times, you can't score once. Yep. Um, truthfully, I think we're lucky that this wasn't 55-12. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and this is something we noticed last year we talked about. When I, I noticed, especially when ETSU was playing against, uh, against you guys in the second half, you, you couldn't score. Couldn't score at all. You get any spells, even the red zone, especially too. We had a similar play. I think it was fourth and three, fourth and, or maybe third and three. And you, and you went for it both times on a, a third and goal and um, couldn't score. I mean, it, it's problematic. Talk about Carlos. How did, how did Carlos look? I mean, he threw two picks. Um, he just didn't have a lot of confidence, man. He, he didn't look like himself. Um, when I watched the game, Des Reed really got locked up too. I believe he only had about 58 yards. Um, you know, there was one point you know, just, just between fan conversations, you know, we were like, do we want to see our backup in the game? Um, you know, maybe kind of like Furman did, you know, you got to start throwing it at the, at the wall and see what sticks. And if, you know, you need this conference game, you have to win. Um, you know, especially for what we felt like we deserve respect wise beginning this year, you know, obviously we've shown we don't need any of that now. Um, I, it's a lot maybe like the Citadel game for ETSU. You know, we got this later in the week, in the year, but, you know, it's it's a trap game to play on the road, first conference game. It's hard. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. I get it. San, Sanford team that's that's already gotten to beat good teams, you know, in Alabama this year as well. But really, dude, it's just getting the freaking end zone, man. I Well, I'm 190 pounds, man. Give me the ball four times the goal line. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting in there. 
Now, you know, the difference between me and these players, I might not get up afterwards, but I'm getting an end zone. Hey, man, you got the heart, though. You got the heart, Cole. I'm getting in there. Um, all right, man, let's go. Little go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Little, little things is, is all that is. But, yeah, let's, let's roll on. Um, week five, first game. Um, you kind of already talked about it some. Mercer at Wofford. I'm still going upset season, man. What, what are you thinking here, Will? You can keep on doing that. I'm going to go um... – I'm going to go with Mercer. I mean, three and one against 0 and 4. Wofford has things clicking for him. Um, Wofford is at home, which is nice. Um, I assume it's going to be pretty wet. Everywhere. Uh, which honestly, which honestly could work into Wofford's favor if they were still running the ball, but they're throwing the ball tremendously right now. So um, with the confidence Mercer's playing with, I, I'm going, uh, I'm going, I'm going to Mercer there. Yeah, I think we got to preface the rest of this podcast with the fact that all these games are going to be in a monsoon underwater. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised to honestly see most of them played um, next one. Samford at Furman, another game that's going to be underwater. Uh, this is basically a battle for first place in the SOCON, you know, statistically wise, there's going to be some teams that are tied, but I feel like, you know, loser here is not in first place anymore. Um, yeah. I, I think we're going to learn. I think, I, I'm going with Sanford, but I think we're going to learn a lot about Furman. Um, this is this is Furman's, okay, well, listen, we didn't play well last week, so let's prove who we are kind of game. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what quarterback's looking like, uh, Tyler Huff's looking like now, you know, after his injury last week, see if he's coming back or not. Um, man, I, it's hard for me to pick against uh, Sanford right now. I think they're one of the more confident teams in, in the SoCon as well. So we talked about them all episode with confidence. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Sam or, uh, Sanford in this one. Yeah, they got the opportunity to roll two good FCS teams at home and, you know, really go get a test against Georgia. And now they get to go take a a real road game. Um, And Furman, you know, versus two weeks ago where they were coming off that ETSU win, thinking, oh, we go down there and beat up on Charleston Southern and then get to host Samford and kind of be looking like a strong version of ourselves. Now you've got to kind of 24-19 yourself in the mirror after barely beating Charleston Southern. Um, This is next one's just a weird game to me. Citadel at App State. Um, I just want to say uh, Tweety Tech blew a 28-3 lead. Jeez, last week. man. JMU. Um, shout out to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, Citadel, you wrote in your notes, Citadel may lose by 100 in this game because uh, App's kind of pissed off about JMU. Um, get your money and get out there safe, Citadel. That's my, that's my advice. Yeah, I mean, you know, show up for the first quarter or two, but it's it's going to be interesting. And this is an app state that was coming off of college game day, Hell yep. Mary win two weeks ago. It's just, yep. it's been a weird college football season. Um, and second to last game of next week, uh, VMI at WCU. This one is, is definitely going to be in a monsoon. Um, yeah. I was planning on being there. And I mean, I've, I've decided, you know, it's not even worth it to make the trip um, with the weather conditions. Um, my notes here, I want this pain to end. <laughs> I want our W back. Um, and, you know, you want to you kind of give us that last sentence that I wrote there, Will? Uh, Western Carolina needs to find themselves and, more importantly, find the end zone, Cole. I, is there much more to say about it? Get yeah. the end zone. I, yeah, I know I'm with you. And I, I, I do think that this is going to be a nice get-back game for, for, for Western Carolina. I don't see VMI being much of, of anything. Uh, have they picked a quarterback? I, I don't know. Um, I, I assume Ironside's gonna be starting. I, I hope. Um, this I don't see it even being a super high scoring game on on VMI side because they haven't done much on offense this year. So, 
Um, no, I think this is huge for Western. I hope Carlos gets his confidence back. He's thrown for eight touchdowns with six interceptions already this year. He's got a he's got to dial it in a little bit more. Yeah, and just two stupid ones last week. Yeah, um, yeah. I will say this. You know, I tweeted this this week. Uh, our kicker won kicker of the week last week. Um, we have the best. We have the best kicker in the SoCon. Um, I thought it was an fu from the SoCon though to give him that after we lost like we did. But I think we should just win every game the rest of the year only by field goals. Um, yeah. Decide that we're going to take ourselves out of the touchdown conversation. Yeah. Um, hold teams to less than about 24 points and kick nine field goals a game. The way to do it, Cole. Um, inter- introduce us to what we're looking at next. It's the biggest the real rivalry. In- the real rivalry. Uh, probably the most coveted trophy in all of college football besides the Heisman Trophy. Um, HSU's hosting Chattanooga. Um, it's going to be rainy there. I know they moved the game to now 3 p.m. Eastern time as opposed to 7.30 not sure why, because I think the monsoon is coming at, like, noon. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's strategic at all. I don't know what's going on here. Um, if each issue wins this game, that's huge. Uh, I don't want to say it. It's not looking in our favor, Cole. Um, I think UTC it has the best defensive line in all the SoCon. I think that's by far. I think they have the best uh, – NFL prospect in all the silicon and Devontae Maxwell. And one thing I will take away from last week, he did have two sacks against Illinois. So uh, typically when when guys are, you know, FCS guys who are the studs in their team, when they go into, you know, those big FCS games, they don't do too much, especially in the D-line. But uh, this guy's a stud, and, and he had two sacks last week. Um, be interesting to see what uh, Hutchinson can do against our defense, each issue's defense next week. Same with Tyler against uh, the, 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 ter- the ferocious defensive line that they have and the talent they have all over defense. Um, I'm excited for it. I would love for each issue to win the game. Uh, this is a huge, huge opportunity for us. We need this. Uh, we're confident right now. And uh, I think we're going against a UTC team who, uh, who who didn't play super well last week. I don't know if they have a chip on their shoulder. Um, but, um, hey, man, best team's going to win this game. And, and, I, and I hope it's us. It's going to be a weird game with the, with the rain. Uh, I don't know. Who do, who do you see? I, I can't pick it. Um, but who do you see? Um, I this is a proving game for me, man. This is a proving yeah. game for the preseason player of the year, Jacob Sailors. If you're that guy, Mud Bowl, you're gonna he's gonna get 20 carries Saturday. Yeah. If you are that guy, go get an end zone three times. If he can bust out three touchdowns off of those 20 carries, ETSU wins a football game. If he doesn't find a way to do that, and they're making Rydell throw it in that weather, and and you're bringing in all those X factors, it, it could get hairy. But if your player of the year is the player of the year, then you win that football game. I think that's all there is to it. Um, it's probably going to be a great game to watch. I don't know about being in attendance just because of the weather. Maybe, you know, sit inside with a nice cold beer. Uh, <laughs> that's what I might be doing, but uh, I definitely wouldn't want to be there for the game. Um, hopefully, you know, I think most importantly, um, safety for all these teams this week traveling in, in this, you know, hurricane and, and weather storm-like conditions. Um, and just excited to see games like this because I think, you know, and I remember being a kid and watching snow football games and being so happy about it. it it's gritty and grimy. Whoever's the, whoever's the grittiest team is going to win most of these games this weekend, I think. Yeah, and it, it gives you the opportunity for a Wofford over Mercer or a ETSU over UTC. Absolutely, sir. Um, other SOCON news, man. I want to shout out the Western Carolina women's golf team. They, they tied their record for low round. Um, they've won two tournaments in a row. And we Very had nice. an individual winner last week, which is, you know, something we don't do a lot at Western, especially in the golf. Is Western a golf school now? Is that what I see? You know, I we might be like a golf conference, man. I mean, 
you know, you've got the Western Carolina women's and the ETSU men's. Uh, it's, They're filthy. It's it's maybe not always where you expect it, but you, know, you get your paychecks where you can get your paychecks. Of course. Um, man, that's about all I got to say this week, Will. Is there anything you want to add? Uh, shout out, Bucks. Hope we can get it done. Uh, but no, really for me, man, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, thank you guys for listening.